Aloha, everyone. You're listening to The Radiant Rain on the Big Gold Belt Podcast. We are live finally tonight on our special Thursday episode here at the Big Gold Belt Podcast. It's not Jay here, and I'm along with my guy Jamal. How's it going, buddy? Uh, I'm fed. All is good. <laughs> yeah, as we already heard. <laughs> but um, joining us from beautiful Hawaii, uh, which uh, I wish I was there, enjoying some amazing weather religiously and a lot of other things that I really love about my visit when I went there before. Um, I so many accolades here, but I'm just going to go over just a little bit right now because if I went over all that may just be the whole show. But um, <laughs> she is, of course, your first shine champion, um, the co-owner of Unified Championship Entertainment Wrestling and your current Kamar Women's Champion. She is Miss Radiant Rain. How's it going for you today? Great. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're hanging in there. And thank you so much for taking time. I mean, we're going to talk about it, but like truly, like if you want to talk about the epitome of just being busy and 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 uh the encompassing being a business person, multiple businesses at that too. Um this time is definitely gracious for us since we know you're just on the run all the time. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, as soon as I wake up, it's nonstop. I work <laughs> basically till midnight every single night too in some aspect and trying to eat in between and work out yeah yeah oh, first off uh from per conversation yesterday um i definitely want to ask you how was today how was the nba visit like did you get everything accomplished you know the nba is nobody's favorite place they had a little journey there within the last two days but did you get all that squared away now is that is that stress off your back um, no, I didn't go this morning. I ended up working really late last night <laughs> and I just could not get up at six o'clock this morning to get there in time to do it. So I'm going to try either next week or just after the show. So I'm going to have to prolong that as well. I was hoping for a funny story there because we all know the NBA never goes as planned. <laughs> no, I had gone early and then they gave me, an, um, this lady came up to me and she was really sweet and she gave me a number. And then she's like, yeah, come back at 3.15. We'll try really hard to get you in. Wow, and never. Four o'clock comes and then another lady was just like, we're closed. <laughs> yeah. I would give them free tickets to the show as well if they had gotten to me before four o'clock. But I was like, I left going... No tickets for you. Yeah, they missed their blessing there. <laughs> yeah, I've had a I had a recent uh, journey there myself where I was uh had to renew my Maryland's driver license and we got like new protocol on doing so. So that's for mail pieces. And then I, I brought them everything they asked for, and they was like, Well, we also need your car registration. I was just like, that wasn't on the list. So I was like, Well, it's in the car outside. They said, Well, if you go outside, uh you can't get back in. I was like, Really? What? <laughs> I was like, really? Like, this is how we're going to do me here? So 
I had to bribe the, the 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 officer to let me through the side door because they really was just like, yeah, even though you don't have it, if you go outside, even though it's outside, we're closed after that. So good luck. I was like, oh yeah, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, this is why I live a block from a metro station. <laughs> Speaking of metro station, is the Hawaiian metro station or train system up running yet? No. Oh. <laughs> that was the it looks like it's been abandoned. <laughs> wow, what? Like, what is that? And Lucky's like, yeah, that's our train station. They got billions into it, and they have to put a whole lot more. And, you know, people here yeah. thought how to do it, but they really didn't know how to do it. And I was just like, oh, so they're still mm. this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I remember about, I think it was there about two years ago, and I remember they were working on it. I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, also not only is it, you know, I think it would help like, um, to help people get around, but like, imagine the views you can get around the island being able to travel on it. But I would have thought it would have been done by now. So yeah. Right on it. Yeah. The way, I don't know. It just doesn't work. It doesn't remind me of like Minneapolis one. <laughs> Cause the Minneapolis one is like solid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Looks a little scary. I'd probably try it, but. So a couple of things I want to bring up too. So. The last time um, that you were actually on the mainlands and um, and and uh, working, you were actually at our home promotion, uh, which was of Nova Pro, which was uh, back in November two thousand eighteen. I remember, yeah. um, <laughs> I remember that being announced, and I remember I messaged you, and I was like, I remember you saying something about merch, and I messaged you, and I was just like, you know. Just forget that merch. If you bring me pine, fresh pineapple, I'll pay whatever you want because <laughs> you don't understand the fiending in my body to just have some Hawaiian pineapple. Or I know there's no way I can get the Dole Whip here, but man, if I could get the two so of those. Good. Oh my God. Anybody who's never been to Hawaii, immediately get off the plane and go find you that. It is, it is God's greatest creation. Easily. It's so good. So good. I. <sighs> Yeah, I so drop Yoshi and Davy off at one of the local like buses right by the beach. Yeah, get some, and they didn't like pick up on it, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> foolish. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it, so yeah, you know, so like yeah, so the last you were, you were here was in November, and um, which would have been this month. Unfortunately, you would have been back here, um, for a promotion. So that's how the kind of we came about that, um. Um, and communicating because I, I uh, as far as helping promote that show and being interested in wanting to talk to you, but that kind of fell apart with that. But still, with so much tons to talk Thank about, thank you for letting me know because I am completely disconnected here. I don't, I've never really been one to read anything on the internet about wrestling. Like, the only thing that I get that the only thing that I actually pay attention to is like if I'm scrolling through Instagram and I look at all the girls that I'm following yeah. and some of the guys. And I watch their stuff then, or I see their clips, and I'm like, "Oh, cool, good for them, great." Yeah. But I, I learned at like 18 years old not to read anything on the internet about myself. It was like, "This, this people are me." Like, you know, look at their picture. Why are they talking about me? Like, I didn't understand how somebody could just sit behind a computer and talk poorly about somebody when they've never even met them. Oh. And, like try to ruin my self-esteem. And I was like, you ain't gonna ruin my self-esteem. I'm not even gonna read what you say. <laughs> if you say anything bad to me, you will be blocked. Why should you be <laughs> in my world? 
Why should you be able to be in my world if you're going to talk negative? Bye. I got no time for you. It could be another wrestler. I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and, and years later, the culture has not changed because the keyboard gangsters at all is at a is at an all time high still. So like, sure. <laughs> continue. They don't play with me, and if they play with me, they get blocked. You heard it. You heard it here. No <laughs> I find it amusing. But um, yeah, but. There's, there's something interesting I want to talk about as well, too. So, obviously, besides coming in the area to work a promotion, um, you seem to find <laughs> an appreci appreciation. Oh, put them on the show. <laughs> See you to say. Just hit the door like, let me in. <laughs> that's a that's a, 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 a Dane. A that's a Dane. big puppy. A, a puppy? That's a puppy? Yeah, he's only over a year old. He's not even two yet. <laughs> that's a small horse. <laughs> yeah, there's horses out there too, and a parrot as well, and two turtles. Oh well, I'm getting John Wick flashbacks again. <laughs> <With the Right>. birds. <laughs> <laughs> See, she hasn't seen it. She won't know yet. You have the trailer. The trailer. So, um, but but yeah, you you find an appreciation to this area, um, in the Washington D.C. area, which um, obviously you had one of your most significant events of your life to happen in D.C. And I know Jamal wanted to bring up something about that as well, too. Yeah. So apparently, you know, so you, you got married, you got married eventually, but you got proposed to in D.C. So, like, could you could you walk us through that? Was it like a super cheesy moment along the cherry blossoms as you as you write in your um, UCE wrestling website? But what is it about this area that makes a guy want to drop down to one knee? Like, so how did that come about? So the thing is, I actually love cherry blossoms, and I have one right here in my finger. Oh. Mm -hmm. Lindsay Snow actually tattooed that on me. Oh. Yeah, she's done a lot of my work. And um, so he knew I love cherry blossoms, and I was planning on getting this done. I hadn't done it yet, but he was like, oh, so you love cherry blossoms. And I was like, yeah, I love cherry blossoms. He's like, I want to go see them either in D.C. or Japan someday. And so they're my favorite flowers. not like I get to see them often, but I think they're beautiful. Hmm. So he was like, hey, let's go to D.C. Let's just go on a trip. I was like, okay. <laughs> sure, let's go on a trip. I had been traveling a lot that year anyways, and I was like, why not do one more trip? And uh, uh, so we went, and it was really cold. <laughs> and I am not a fan of the cold. So I'm completely bundled up. We're running around. I'm like, I haven't even been here yet. I want to see all, you know, the the landmarks so we went and saw all the landmarks and then we were leaving i think it was george washington where the indicator tree is if i'm correct mm -hmm. and yep. yeah okay so i'm correct so we're walking like we walked by it i was like there's some and there was a few there wasn't that many but there was some there's a decent amount and so we're walking back and i'm just looking up at it and then i'm like where'd he go and i got i got long sleeve shirt, hoodie on, big jacket. I am still freezing, gloves and everything. And then I just turn around like, where, where is he? And he's on the ground. And <laughs> I start laughing. Like, <laughs> 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 you'll never let me forget. But I was just like, <laughs> I started laughing. And he goes, it's not funny. And he was saying <laughs> words and I couldn't hear the words. I didn't hear anything he said. And he gets and he goes so and i'm just staring at it going this is for he's for real <laughs> real situation and we hadn't been 
official for that long, but we had been dating for a while. And um, I was just like, yes. And then so he finally gets up. He's like, thank God, I was hurt my knee. And then so he gave me a hug and kiss. And then this, this, uh, this Asian lady, this tourist, she was like, can you guys move so I can take some pictures? <laughs> that sounds about right. And yes, it does. Yes, it does. Life, I'm actually extremely patient, and I know that she's not going to go away until she gets her pictures. I know she is not going to leave, and he is just Samoan fuming. I see it. So I'm like, it's, it's okay. Just <laughs> like in real life, you think that I would just drop an elbow or something on her, but I just kind of. He doesn't normally get mad, but that was disrespectful to him. I was just like, I understand because it travels a lot. She wasn't going anywhere. So I was just like, and then we celebrated afterwards. We went back to the hotel, got a bottle of wine and some really good food. And we found this awesome pizza place he kept taking me to. So, yes. Okay. Like, so that oh, yeah, sounds awesome. it's, it's it was interesting. It was funny. And he doesn't think it was funny. <laughs> and then no. He more funny. <laughs> well, it's weird to hear you talk about being cold. You're from Minnesota, right? No, I know. I know. I've lived in Florida for 12 years. I moved out by myself, 25 years old. My dog and I just left. And so but, my blood is really thin. I, I, I guess, but the ice festival in St. Paul is like a thing. And, and, I've, and I've been to the State Fair in Minneapolis, and it's... Like it's it's like they like have actual igloos out there. I've seen how Hiawatha Falls frozen, and you're like, it's kind of cold in DC in March. And I'm like, is it? Yeah. Not 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 to compare to out there. I'm, I'm, no, and I'll never move back either. I only go in August during the fair <laughs> time. The only time I went when it was cold recently in the last twelve years was for first wrestling in December. I ah. pissed. I walk out. I get out of the airport. My dad is like, yeah, I'm here. I'm like, you here? He's like, I'm here. I'm like, all right. I run out. I look. I look. <sighs> and I run back in and I call him up. I'm here. You lied. I'm at the end like you told me to be. And he goes, I am here. I'm outside. And I said, where? And then he asked, like, the security. My dad's just my dad. And then he asked one of the cops. And he's, they're like, yeah. End is all the way down. Delta <laughs> is all the way down. So he eventually came and got me, but I was not going back outside. And then he had extra like blankets and everything for me. And he just get in the car. And I was, got in the car and he threw my bag in for me. And I was super upset. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I did adapt back. So I did adapt. And right. I was okay, it's not that bad now. But the first couple days, I'm miserable. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they built uh, the light rail station for Terminal 2 inside of an actual wind tunnel uh, because it is freezing and it's completely enclosed. Why is it so cold? Any, any place that you go where like the light rail stations or the bus stop have like enclosed heaters in, at the bus stop, that's how you know it's not a game in the winter. <laughs> no. It's not. You know, they... they yeah, the, the Skyway and the whole thing. I mean, like, Minnesotans are prepared for the cold, but my God, it's not a game. No. No, it isn't. And I don't ever plan on moving back, even though Lacey wants me to. It's never happened. She's like, you have a room here. No, never moving back. <laughs> it is. It, it, again, I, I think I want to put this into perspective for the fans. Like, we just had the Cherry Blossom Festival less than a month ago. And as far as I'm concerned, in D.C., everyone had on short sleeves and, 
you know, it, we were ready to go in springtime. You came back from beautiful Hawaii, which was a couple of years ago, and you're like, it was cold, full-blown winter jacket. Like, that just lets you know, like, a cold day, which is a hot day for us, which is like mid, like, I don't know, 75 is like a chilly day for you. Like, we bear, we might have even hit 80 a handful of times this year. We'll be thankful for being able to call that cold on our over here. Yeah, like this weekend, it's supposed to hit 90 for the first time this year. And that's like a big deal in the news. <laughs> like it's, it's super weird, but it's like 90 degrees in Hawaii right now at like nearly three o'clock in the afternoon. So it's yeah. how, how does it uh, in Hawaii, how do you adjust to Hawaiian time? Uh, that's kind of the biggest thing I see about out there that like sports starts at five in the morning. And, you know, so many things that happen on the East Coast won't happen for another six hours in Hawaii because it's a massive time difference, especially in the summer. Um, do you find that like Hawaii just has its own, like, like kind of like an, uh, an exclave, uh, so to speak, distant, that distance from the mainland? Do you feel that distance in Hawaii? Well, yeah and no. I kind of refuse to adapt to the time, so I text and call people whenever I want still. Fair enough. I'm a complete asshole like that. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I mean it's three in the morning but uh to be fair everybody calls me super early so like three o'clock in the morning i'm starting to get phone calls text messages i keep my phone in silent all the time that way i can just get back to it whenever i want but my phone goes off in the morning early morning <laughs> so i'm just kind of paying them back and when it comes to watching tv and sports and stuff i'm not really into even watching tv i think the only thing that i care about and watch is game of thrones which is sadly coming to an end yeah Last week, yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I've never seen a single episode, and I've been told that uh, it's blasphemy that I, that I haven't. Have to, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> like I, I missed the boat. I missed the boat. I guess. Yeah, it's not coming back. Yeah. So, um, a few things I want to talk about here, and I, I think this is really important. Uh, first off, I definitely want to direct people to um to the website and oosewrestling.com. That's u c e wrestling.com. And um, upon reading the about page, which the about page for me is more of a mission statement because you really lay down the foundation of what you guys uh, represent and your direction on as to uh, growing as a promotion. And it's some really um, it's some really powerful and in-depth uh, detail in it. And um, for the people obviously who's listening, I definitely want to touch on a few things that, that stood out to me. And unify, which is uh, a really strong word in its own. And um, from my experience in being out in Hawaii and visiting um, the Polynesian culture, everything felt so family oriented. And you see the word family numerous times in the about statement. I mean, anywhere from um, the tourist stuff, from going to like the Luau's and the Dole Plantation, and even going to um, uh, the uh, the farmers markets uh, that they have on Sundays out there and stuff, or the, it's changed. I forget what they call it, like flea market style. Um, everything's so family oriented, and I think that a lot of the reason why uh, me and um, uh, the team here and um, a lot of our, our friends and associates we like independent wrestling because that's what it's supposed to encompass—a little intimate setting of um, a, a family oriented. So that you know anybody can be included, and um, and anybody can enjoy it. And as we've seen over like the past you know few months a year, a lot of promotions have lost sight of that. 
where it has become about the wrong things and um and the directions ultimately change either upon popularity or even just with you know owners itself um so what i want to talk to you about is that when you had this idea again you you've been wrestling all over the world for years and um you've you had a life um changing moment in 2014 this serious bad accident you did return to wrestling but at this point now you done did everything you could do in wrestling i want to know at what point did you decide that this was the move this is what you wanted to do and how important was it for you to make sure that unify um signify being around being family oriented and what does that mean from the polynesian and hawaiian culture i know that's a lot but that's yeah. what I want to get across. <laughs> so when we met um, and we got engaged and we decided to get married, he had said to me, and I'm kind of free spirit, hippie, nomad type person. I don't mind just picking up and going for as long as it's not freezing. Um, because life continues and life moves no matter where you're at. So he wanted to move back to Hawaii to be with family. Living in Florida by myself. I had my wrestling family. I had Lexi Fife and a bunch of other people. But he wanted to be near real family, his born blood family, his version of family. Mine is all in Minnesota. So since I have that family, but it's it's different because you know sometimes you're not included in certain things when you're not their blood family. So I thought, okay, it would be really nice. And Hawaii is beautiful. I had gone there. His family was great. I was like, okay, let's do it. So we moved back to be with family. And in that process, we actually had to drive from Florida to LA because of that guy back there, actually. That horse that could have just pulled the car, you mean? It was too warm to <laughs> go in Delta underneath the cab because they don't have it air conditioned. So then we had to cargo him on like a cattle plane to get him to Hawaii. So we had to drive. I drive, he said, you know, I would, you know, my family, he explained to me his family. I've known Afa actually longer than I've known him, Afa and Afa Jr. That whole family have worked for a lot longer, but they're his family. Those are, that's his uncle, that's his cousin. So he said, when we were moving, he goes, I think I want to buy this ring that's for sale and start a wrestling company. And, you know, we just had a lot of time to drive and a lot of conversation. Um, we didn't come up with the name right away, but I came up with the name here. I said, since we're becoming a couple, becoming one, we are going to unify together. I said, why don't we unify us and unify the wrestlers and the family and make it one thing? Because wrestling itself is a family who you wrestle in front of is family. Uh, everybody that's a part of it from street team to wrestlers, to ring, to every part of it is a family. We're built that way from the very basics. And his family ran here a long, long, long time ago and they did it right. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't been really done right here since. So that's the wrestling family not being taken care of. So part of creating Unify, Us, Us also means brother. Mm -hmm. And creating that is creating this whole family that has been neglected for so long. So we wanted to build this family back up. And you know, some family members don't fit and some family members do. So we're creating our own family here. And then the people that we bring in are family. 
Afa Jr. came in for one show. I've known Hernandez since TNA days. He's the one that got me my job at AAA. So Hernandez is family. I've known Homicide forever. He's family. They're coming into our next show. Um, I've known Sue Young since she moved to Florida. She's family. I've known Sumi Sakai since she moved here from Japan. She's family. JV is her husband. He's family. So everybody that we brought, everybody, uh, Malaya Hosaka is one of my wrestling moms. Lexi Fife is my wrestling mom. She basically raised me in wrestling. You know, from the moment she found me, she took care of me. I moved to Florida. She took care of me. I was out Christmas with her all the time. So she came out because she's family. So like, it was really important for us to build our own family, no matter how small or how big it is, how much it grows, how much it shrinks. Like we're still gonna have this foundation here for them. And they had nowhere to train before. They had shows like once every three months, that's not taking care of the family. And that's what yeah. we came back. And we decided that we were gonna do on this drive that we had a really long conversation about, really good talk about, um, really good communication about what we possibly want to do. And, you know, his family did here before. The Maivias, Peter Maivia. So that's his family. He wanted to bring back what his family had done for wrestling here. Right on. I mean, again, like I said, the mission statement along with that, that's just really powerful. And that that's a really big responsibility, too, because it, as far as, like, encompassing putting the family together, actually carrying the family is a, a is a very big responsibility. And you guys, ever since um, you, you you ran your first show with your five in, getting ready to go into your sixth show, um, you've been hitting the ground running. I've seen uh, videos um, and I've watched uh, some of the some of the uh, events on fight. Um, the venues is amazing. I would you could expect no less being in Hawaii at that. But um, just wondering, like. Most of the time, when people say business and um, and and when you mix business with family, sometimes there could be considered um, obstacles there. Um, but I I like to get benefited of doubt again from the Polynesian culture, which everything is about family. Do you, did you feel a different dynamic when it, when you considering like, hey, you know, we want to do this as a family. You're bringing people in, and everyone has the same goal. Instead of certain people being out for themselves, which you've seen traditionally in other situations. Yeah, like in here, everybody calls each other auntie or uncle. And some at first, it was really confusing to me. I was like, "Are you really related?" Like, white <laughs> 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 like girl thing to say, but. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know like if they were actually raised together. That's kind of where my question actually was. Were you guys actually raised together? Is this actually blood? No, just everybody once you're friends, once you're, you become family, once you take care of each other, you are family. So I've been brought into this family that's way bigger than can be. He has family members, his Ohana that is in this business already. I have a lot of family that's in wrestling. Mm -hmm. I did it from scratch i've done it since i was 18 years old you know i went in i dove in and i've just met and built a family throughout the years um he's got his born blood family and then he's met some people throughout the years as well and so we're taking all of that and we're putting it together and it's just it's different here because people if you take care of somebody they're going to take care of you yeah. and that's the respect mainland style it's different it's it's uh, who can do who, what for who only. Yep. Okay, you can only do this for me. Okay, I know I have you for that. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they'll have you for that. So it's it's not the same, but also with my personal training, I've had some of those clients for eight or nine years. Oh, uh, okay. So for me, I've already been I already started that. So that the way he was with his family is what attracted me with him to him and how polite and pleasant and sweet he was. He, you know, not an egomaniac. He's nothing like that. Not even slightly. He's just a genuine nice guy. I've had to dig into it harder and I've been, you know, young girl having to learn to fight for myself throughout the business throughout many years. So we've had different raising, different ways that we were raised in it. Mm -hmm. so he is more nurtured also in the business and I have a different side that I have seen every angle of it. And so I've picked and choose to my family and he's born into his family. And then what I have learned personally with my personal training clients, like people that I keep as my personal training clients, because if I don't vibe with them, you know, I'm not the best trainer for them. Yeah. To break up. I'm sorry. You got to go. Yeah. I've heard I'm you say that go. in a, another interview as well, too. You don't want to be with me either. That is fine. <laughs> but if you you are here and you want to stay, like those people become family. Those people call me. I had two Skype phone calls the other day from clients who I consider family, and they just wanted to call and check up on me. I actually got a Facebook message from one of them too that I haven't spoken to in a while. Right now, you <laughs> um, must feel it. <laughs> but I have grown even even with people that I worked with that I vibed with. They became family. Yeah. And even though I may have been, I've kind, I kind of look younger than some of them because I've always really taken good care of myself. And I don't know, I think I have my grandma's genetics, but they always treat me like I'm a child, even if they're <laughs> <laughs> So, and it's because I don't have, I didn't have a family in Florida. So a lot of people created a family for me or became family or took care of me in a certain way because they're like, oh, she's by herself. I'm going to take care of this girl. And I did the same for them as well whether that be nutrition working out or anything that they needed to discuss. And then he had this here. So I had already started, that was already me. So he was already like that. So it just worked yeah. well together. And now we're able to continue and build together instead yeah. of separately. Yeah. So uh, uh, let me ask you a question quickly about you know, the differences between working in the mainland yeah. or even around the world. If there's one thing from the Hawaiian culture that you could bring with you around the world, who would benefit from that uh, the most and why? I would say as an actual, just moral or a human being. Um, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe on the moral side, maybe like a proverb or, or something that re really represents the Hawaiian culture that doesn't really translate to the rest of the world. Uh, you talked. You just talked about how people are more in the business for themselves, whereas in Hawaii, the culture seems to be more family oriented. Uh, if there's something specific about that culture that you could bring with uh, to a wrestling, an upstart wrestling promotion, or to an upstart younger wrestler, uh, whether it's uh, people back in Mexico where you've worked, or Japan where you've worked, or the um, the mainland U.S. or the Europe, what would that be um, that that you can only find in Hawaii? It it would be, it would be Ohana because they, that is Ohana is family and it's just it's just, it's more than just family. It's, it's 
everything. It's everything lifestyle. you want. I was coming it's the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's just how if people on the mainland had a little bit more of that. It's actually in Japan too. Yeah. So the Japanese culture is huge here. And being here reminded me of Japan. When I went to Japan, the young girls paid for my train tickets. They paid for my food. They took me everywhere. No matter how much I tried to pay, mm. they refused to let me. If I went, if I arrived there, I had a few people that picked me up. Mm. I had, they took care of me. They didn't just, they put me in a dojo. They didn't just throw me in a hotel and leave me to fend for myself. And that's what you get in, in the mainland. Like a lot of people there, you see sometimes Japanese companies don't have, or some companies don't have Japanese stars. That's because they're just dumping them in a hotel. Mm. Some people come here and they stay with us. Uh, Mm. We all, have another like another place that we put them up which is really close and they can come over there's a gym here where they can work out here they can eat here i'm like take whatever food you want you want me to cook for you i take them out to eat i take them to any tour spots that they want to go to and like it's not just because i am doing it just because it's because i want to Mm. and there are also people that are also my friends and my family so i want to take them out and i want to spend time with them and i want to do all these things with them and that's what the mainland is missing it's yeah. not just because it's beautiful hawaii and you can do all these things why isn't that being done in the mainland there's attraction yeah. everywhere in the mainland yeah why isn't why are people just picking people up and dropping them off the airport and treating them just like only a worker Oh, we're just here to do a job. That's it. That's all we care about. That that's how it's been treated. That's how I've been treated in the mainland. I was used to it because it's just the way it was. And I'm I go explore and do everything myself, anyways. But yeah. it, it's nice if you have somebody that's like, hey, you want to do this or that, whether you want to or not. Then that's a choice. But that's missing. You don't yeah. just pick people up, especially when they're not from the country. They don't have a car. They don't have anything, and you drop them off at a hotel and you leave them till they. You need them for the show. Then you pick them up. It's just like you feel like baggage. They mm-hmm. don't feel like that here. Yeah. They make like everything here. You know, that's that's a really interesting thing. And I know if I get too deep into this, we're going to just derail everything else. But I really firmly believe that a lot of the um, the new up and coming um, wrestlers in the world need to consult some of the veterans out there because there is this. Oh, you cut out. Oh. Oh. I, yeah, that's, yeah, he muted himself. Professional podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Professional you. podcast. I hear you. Did I did I lose you, my you muted yourself you going, but your mouth was gone, but your there's no verbal going. So weird because my hands was crawled, so I have no clue how that happened. Well, you know, I'm telling you, I'm having a weird <laughs> Um, I don't know what part I cut off at, but I know the point I'm trying to make is that um I, I as advice to people that's being young in the business. I mean, you need to consult some of these veterans out here because a lot of what they think is the norm is not. And, um, you know, it's easy, you know, even though we're not in the business, we're just fans. We can look into it because from a, a life standpoint, a family oriented view and, and just being business centric in ourselves and our own professional lives. A lot of the things that some people think is you're, how it's supposed to be just isn't. And I mean, you nailed like four of them right there easily. And I'm sure there's a lot of people like, well, I thought that's just paying my dues when it's not. It is not. And I think if you're going to build the culture to be a better thing, then you have to start from the ground up. You know, you have to let them know, like, this isn't right. This isn't the norm. This isn't how it should be done. Yeah, it's like people are flying themselves to shows. You know, it's a business. 
You should never have to fly yourself to a show. If a company believes you in you and flies you somewhere, that's different. This company has actually something that they can write off on it. And yeah. this company is making more money than you are. You can go in and pay your dues. I worked my whole first year for free. And I, when I got 25 bucks for the first time, I thought that was great. But by that next year, my rate increased. And even <laughs> As it should. my rate increased and I didn't pay for my gas ever. I will, I had paid only when I was contracted somewhere for my hotel mm -hmm. and for my rental car, which we all split and gas because you were being paid a lot more for these places. And at the time, those companies only covered flights. And some hotels for certain people, but that's why everybody carpooled and roomed yep. together. But we were also being paid more. Yeah. So on the India, never paid for my gas. I never paid for my hotel. And then when I got paid every year, I slowly increased it to my worth. And mm -hmm. it's on TV. I increased it more. Mm -hmm. And if you accept whatever you're getting, that's on you. Yeah. You take it. You can go, oh, no, sorry, that doesn't work for me. And then, you know what? They'll eventually come back to you, but you have to have faith and you have to have respect for yourself to be able to say no at those times. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we say it a lot here on the show. I mean, when you are um, when you are an independent wrestler, <laughs> you're an independent contractor, and the only way you're going to get respect is either, one, invest in yourself or claiming your respect. You have to go out there and get it. You have to have reasons for people to invest in you. And if you're just accepting what's being given, then you're not going to get anywhere. But again, that's a conversation for another day. But that's just when people are training and they, when they're done with their training, whether it be three months or a year and they just stop, like that's not an investment. An investment <laughs> is continue training. I train all the time and I've been doing this 19 years as yeah. a boxer. Yeah. And your, and your receipts are all over your Instagram. So like, I dare anybody to, to to beg differ because it's 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 definitely there and even and even still um again working through um a very um traumatic time in your life uh in your 2014 injury you were back on the ground running as soon as you had the opportunity and you know and I could imagine even in the three years times off the brain was still running to say I'm gonna do this I'm gonna have my businesses still going like that's investment to its to its utmost because you clearly could have said I'm done. I actually had a wound back in my stomach and I was still at training, like yelling at them at the slam shack, telling them what to do. <laughs> I remember one time I got out after this happened, but like my stomach finally healed, um, shut. And so I was just in there chaining around a little bit, uh, with Jenna Van Muscles and all of a sudden, uh, my shirt started bleeding and she was uh. like, your shirt's bleeding. I was like, okay, so I'm done in here for the day. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're gonna do and I, I went into lexi's house and i was like i need a first aid kit just bleed all about and she's like okay <laughs> so like i never took time off um unless i was actually in the hospital or bedridden like mm. because the thing is you don't get up you don't move you are not going to see any change mm -hmm. i want i went back to work for personal training with a wound back in they were like Hey, yes, my real name is Bonnie. Bonnie, what what is that purse? And I was like, don't worry about my purse. <laughs> like, what is that purse? And I'm like, don't worry about my purse. And I was gonna continue walking from my bed to bathroom only and to living room. 
I wasn't going to get better. I wasn't going <laughs> to I wasn't going to make any progress. But you know what? That first week was rough. <laughs> so rough that pe- my clients were buying me food because they were like, we're going to freak out and pass out. <laughs> You're going to die. You look sick. I was probably 90 pounds soaking wet with this mm. purse on. The next day, I got rid of that purse. But still, it took a whole week. And then after that first week, I was like, all right, that was really bad. <laughs> it isn't as bad. So progressively got better. And if I got knocked back down, I got right back up and I continued the journey. Yeah. The reason why I started wrestling was because of my personal training in Ohana. I had a girl, she had gotten into a car accident and um, the person driving, it was in a residential area, so it was like 30, you know, smashed her mom and her siblings from behind. She lost her mom, she lost her brother, she lost her sister, and she lost her leg. So I decided personally, I would wrestle to inspire her to walk Mm. and all the people with some hip stuff, some hip issues. And I also have brand new hips. Mm. So I had um, hooked myself with WXW, AFA, to have my first match back to get my feet wet a little bit. And then I have booked myself Ring of Honor twice (laughs) after that for my second and third match back after four years of being gone. So I had been training and Jay's people had trained me one day. Um, we went really hard for like one day. I couldn't get back into his training school because of time schedules and whatnot, but I still trained at mine. And so I got myself back that way. And then I was like, okay, well, keep posting things on the internet and eventually she'll see it. So the next time I trained her, she came in, she goes, I saw you wrestle. I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, I did. <laughs> this girl's 18 years old or seven time about to turn 18 she just turned 18 and she goes i'm not walking yet but i'm going to and then uh, eventually i'm gonna run and i was yeah. like that's why i'm doing this that's and what's up. while i was doing it inspiring her and a couple others a couple of my wrestling students started getting uh some looks some exposure so wow. i'm doing well for them. So that's why I kept doing it. Then I moved to Hawaii. And when we decided initially to move to Hawaii, I thought I wouldn't be wrestling anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and now look. <laughs> and still um, a little bit at least. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about something on that in, the, in a second. So, so looking at this from a business standpoint too. So you're in Hawaii, which is an island. Typically, independent uh, promotions, they book people from all over the mainland, which some people have the option of driving or maybe it's flying. But obviously, a big part of uh, being in Hawaii means that there's not going to be many driving situations unless people are really centric to um, the base of, uh, of of the promotion, which is Honolulu, if I'm not if I'm uh, correct. Right. Yes. Right. So that means if you're not on uh, o- Oahu Island. Yep then how does that work? Because I, I was definitely under the impression that there was ferries between the two islands, so that's not a thing. But even still, the flights from each of those islands are madly expensive, unless I just wasn't looking at something right. So, like, when it comes down to booking the show and stuff like that, like, what is the what is the idea with, uh, with, with booking the talent? Well, I believe that there was a ferry, too, when I first moved here. <laughs> great i feel good it now. just makes sense it there does. Was one apparently but i don't know something had gone on with it but i still think it was it would be a great idea and they should probably revisit that idea at least for people that are residents yeah. i think would that would be huge um but 
Yeah, there Hawaiian area. You definitely want Hawaiian area. You definitely want miles. Uh, but the we only use two uh, talent from Kauai. Everybody else lives here. And to be fair, everybody on this island dr cries about driving. It is ridiculous. Drive <laughs> the whole island in two hours. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I don't want to drive into town. I'm like. That's like 30 minutes max. Exactly. Well, I don't I'm, want to drive to Kailua. That's 15 minutes. Yeah. Living in Florida, from the bottom all the way to the top, that's eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> that's eight hours from one way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like 50 bucks in tolls. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it, yeah, my... my 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 good buddy's in Hawaii, and he's talking about like, oh, it's going to be traffic if you drive down to Waikiki, and I'm just like, traffic? Like, we're from D.C. You you know better what real traffic is. He hasn't been back in so long at the time. Like, I was like, this isn't traffic. This is like one little hiccup that took five minutes. You can be in traffic out here and go nowhere for two hours, and it'd be absolutely nothing. So, like, this that's, that's, is that's true, because I have been in some D.C. traffic as well. The thing yeah. here, it works well because people know the zipper effects. I love yeah. Like they get it, they understand it. So the yeah. locals are like, "Yeah, you me, you me, you me." So like, even traveling here, people are polite. Generally, yeah. they're not. You're like, tourist. Yeah. So um, just even though it is a lot of traffic, mm -hmm. you can still move with and get to wherever you want within an extra 10, 20 minutes added. Mm -hmm. drive. So there are like fifteen mile backups on the H one, like there are here. No, <laughs> even if they are, it. But take, but a lot of places there's only one way to go. One there's only one lane each way. Yeah. So that can cause a backup too. But yeah. I wouldn't say more than an extra thirty minutes. But running the show in Hawaii, uh, that's a hell of a lot closer to uh, Australia, Japan, China, Singapore, and a lot of other great wrestling communities on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, how does that factor in to you know, your booking in that regard? Well, Japan, we've used a couple people. We've used uh, Yoshi from Japan so far. Um, he's been, I've known him actually for 11 years. So I knew his baby when his baby was a burrito. And that's <laughs> actually a grown 11-year-old. So I've known him for a long time. I helped him with his Japanese, or with his English. And he helped me a little bit with my Japanese. And then that's created a system like we're family too. So my first connection, I brought him here, but it is actually cheaper to fly somebody from Japan than it is from Florida. Yeah. Right. Right. And, 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 a, bit, and a bit shorter probably too. Uh, I looked it yeah. up. It's a, a nonstop flight from New York is still 10 hours. Yeah. And plus the time difference, you might as well fly to the moon. It's insane. <laughs> and another thing that we do as well, like if somebody wants to fly their significant other, we're okay with that. Like you can fly your significant other here with you. So my oh. brought her husband and her daughter with, and they initially put themselves up at the Disney hotel, which I'm not putting anybody up at that hotel because that thing is expensive. So if they have a choice, that they want to stay somewhere specifically because that's where they want a vacation. Because yeah. most people come for longer than a day. Right. Right. A minimum of three days. Right. So. If they want to put themselves up somewhere specific, that's fine. If they want to bring their family, that's fine. But we also have a place like 
you can bring your family with you. Yeah. Uh, so we don't care if they bring their wives, if they bring mm. their husbands or anything like that. So that's part of what we do. And if we have wrestlers that are significant others, they're both wrestlers, we're trying to bring them both. Like we right. brought Chris and Tiana Ringer together. So now I got a girl and I got a guy on the right. show. Now right. we're, we'll never fly more than two people at once if we don't have to. This show is different because this is a tag tournament that we got coming up. So we got LAX and Jetta. Yeah. Her flight is going to be the longest. In- right. Makes sense. And that's, that's, I, I, I have I noted, that's very uniquely different. Um, I do not know anybody else, at least from I've heard of anybody doing. Uh, the same type of accommodation, so that's cool. And then, and then again, besides getting the chance to work at a beautiful venue in Hawaii, you get the experience of being in Hawaii. So like, yes. it's it's it's, and you get dull whip, which you know I need some of that. So you know, I think I I think it, matter of fact, do y'all have to have a li- a particular license to work in um Hawaii? Um, no, just the Hawaiian license. It's pretty cool looking. It's pink. <laughs> no, 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 not not a driver's license, a worker's license. Oh, I don't think so. No, oh. we're not here. No. Okay. We don't okay. need specifics now. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, in this area. We I never... But we do insure our wrestlers for the day of the shows. Uh, so, another another thing is not to. Uh... So the day of the shows, they have insurance. And, you know, we just take care of them 100%. Mm. And the fans love it because WWE and NXT cancel a lot if they don't sell out the place. Because bringing, you know, a ring to an island is really hard. Mm. So a lot of times they end up canceling, so they're leaving bitter tastes in the mouth. So we're trying to come back, you know, to show the island, hey, no, we're here. I see. I see. That is interesting. I mean, don't do that. That's, that's really interesting. So can you speak a little bit more about what the wrestling scene is like, uh, specifically in Honolulu? I mean, we know that WWE does a show when they head to Hawaii and Japan, usually in July. Um, but that's about it as far as I know. And there hasn't really been a mainstream. There, there, I really haven't seen <clears throat> much competition in Hawaii right now. No, so, like, only two rings. <clears throat> right. So like, so where do people uh, consume wrestling? Or is it just a bunch of, like, are people just fans of RRH or New Japan because it's closer uh, than you guys are, like, the only, like, live entertainment? Um, that puts you in a pretty unique position, eh? Yeah, so we we have the only two rings on island. So you'll have to ship an island here or ship a ring here if you want to <laughs> ship an island here. Ship a ring here if you want to use it, or you can rent ours if you really want to. Um, we are going to charge you, but they they get WWE once in a while. They had NXT recently booked to come here, but they canceled because they didn't sell enough at the Blaisdell. So they just canceled on them. Some people had bought their tickets and everything already, but they just up and canceled, which I don't think is. I don't think it's nice. I don't forget yeah. a whole part of, you know, one of your states. Just, hey, yeah, screw you. We didn't have enough. Um, but maybe, you know, if they wanted to rent one of our rings, then they can. I'm not opposed to anybody being here, working here. More wrestling for the wrestlers and for the fans. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. So fly themselves out to New Japan, though. Mm-hmm. They're flown themselves out to New Japan to watch New Japan wrestling. Um, they will go to AEW. They went to the AEW line, and they'll probably go to the one that's coming up. And it's a couple days out, right? Yeah, something like that this weekend maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so next weekend. They fly themselves oh, yeah. up yes, because a lot of people move to Vegas. So they have a lot of family in Vegas, so they're going for the wrestling show, and then they're going for 
family. Um, yeah. But Us is the only thing happening right now, wrestling wise, here. That's gotta be good. <laughs> and um, so and another thing, and also too, obviously, if you can't uh, make it to Hawaii to see it, you guys are uh, you got you can find all your old shows on fight tv and um more importantly your fifth show which is uh, a show that has no name will be debuting on fight tv uh the 19th uh two days two days from now which you can actually buy that on fight tv for 12 dollars. or if you got a, a lot of credit like will has that i wish you would just share with me but um <laughs> i was like how do you got so much credit he's just like i could watch this okay i was like I'll, give me some credit dude so um Two things I want to I want to bring up, unless Jamal has something I want to I want to talk about the show, the uh the sixth show that's coming up is Bond by Battle, Bonded by Battle. Um, one thing is that again you've had a wrong, a really long, um and very prestigious career. Um, been doing it all over the world. One of my favorite matches that um uh of yours of, of that really sticks out is from um Sean Forty Eight, which is against Lufisto, another really prominent name out there um in, in all of wrestling but when you think about the pioneers of women wrestling like we think of the people that's been doing it for years and still doing it at this point too and all you guys have have had some significant setback but perseverance is like the key here and i i'm talking about names like such as mercedes martinez which you just wrestled on that last show um which i've seen some clips of it and you guys seem to like be frenemies because you guys beat the hell out of each other in the yeah. ring. And I just don't know how you guys just keep signing up for it over and over and over because- You know you have a sibling and you fight that sibling? <laughs> yeah. And you get so angry? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime she touches me in the ring, it makes me livid. <laughs> it just louder. Her and I yell at her in the ring. I scream at her in the ring. I talk shit to her, <laughs> I talk to shit to her in Spanish in the ring. <laughs> You just have one of those people, and she—if she was seeing this right now, she would just laugh. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna pour the sound bite out for her, but yeah, it's, on purpose. She's just like, it's just like, yeah, it's it's brutal every single time. Not to mention, too, it never stays in oh, the ring. The same way, <laughs> the same way. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, for I'm sure. Like, I'm gonna oh. get you so bad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Actually, uh, I, I should plug the fact that Lufisto's, uh on her getting ready to on her retirement tour i think that might be somebody you need to bring in one last time i mean again a very long career in the history between the two of you two but yeah names such as marseilles martinez lefisto sel deray sumi and miko sotomore like when you think about the pioneers in wrestling like you guys legit are the core of it like it can no one argue when it comes down to laying it laying it down like the women who did not really get a chance but like wanted to be different who really wanted to wrestle and not just wanted to just you know sell themselves for exposure like that's legit the cream of the crop there and i i really looked at this list and i said i don't think there's anybody else i can add here maybe some i'm missing but i legit feel like like people should know these names in and in, in, day in and day out but for you like because you've been all over the world and you've wrestled all these people numerous times like what does it mean to you to know that you legit um, have paved the way, not in this like current revolution of things, but like paved the way for the women who done the drives, who went around looking, say, hey, do you guys let women wrestle? Sh you know, finagle the fact of like, hey, we want you to do this, but you guys like, we're, we're, we're really going to go in there and wrestle. We're not going to do that. We're going to do our thing. You know, like, what, what does it mean to be in the company of these people? It 
it feels pretty great. Like I didn't understand it as I was doing it. I just kept my morals the whole time. And I just said, you know, this is what I'm going to do. When people gave me a bikini and they said, put this on, you're going to go out and do a bikini contest. I'd put my gear on and then I throw the robot. That's right. Over Damn right. And I would just, you know, ask for forgiveness. So that was always my <laughs> forgiveness. Sorry. 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 I said sorry many times and I didn't really mean it. But um, while growing up and just doing it, I was just, I saw like a Manami Toyota and then I would see some of what the girls had to do on TV. And I was just like, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. And I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Japan. I want to be like those girls. So I just kept going and going and going in my own personal ambitions. And then slowly meeting girls. It's like, yeah, there's more girls on the yeah. way that it just kind of fueled me more just to keep going, just going, going, going. And I didn't really start understanding what I had done until I was in WSU, WSU locker room leader. So Mercedes was and myself. And before I'd gone there, Lexi Fife pulled me aside and said, you're 10 years in now. You're a vet. Act like it. And I was like, oh, I got to grow up. <laughs> you know, I, I started going in these locker rooms and then people started handing them to me and saying, you know, make these people better. So when I got into the locker rooms and Jessica Havoc and Allison Kay were there and they were like, okay, listening to me really well. And then finding out that they had been watching my tapes, which tapes, tapes. <laughs> tapes. Oh, no, we got your tapes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, you and Lacey, Minnesota home wrecking crew. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Like I didn't understand until then. And then, so I gave them, you know, what my wrestling moms gave me. And I was like, you know, tough, tough love yeah. i was not nice to those girls i was you know but i i was but i wasn't i was mean to them when it came to wrestling but i was nice to them in the locker room unless they had pissed me off so <laughs> um like i would nurture them in a certain way but i was really hard on them i would definitely say i'm a lot softer now post-accident like <laughs> i'm definitely more of a teddy bear now hard business-wise but i'm definitely more of a teddy bear now um but those girls came up strong and they're doing it. Yeah. And so when I see them doing it and I see all the girls that I've helped along the way, even if it's just a little bit doing it, that's what I'm like, that's what I was supposed to do. I'm a teacher. Yeah. I realized I was a teacher for so long, but I'm a teacher in a lot of aspects of life. And that's what I do. I teach. Yeah. And it took me a long time to understand that I'm a teacher and that car accident really helped me learn that I was a teacher. Yeah. Um, and that's the perfect segue into my next question. And then I, I give it to you, Jamal, is that, you you know, in the world of professional wrestling, you really have worn every hat possible. Uh, booker, promoter, owner, coach, um, worked in big promotions, small promotions, came back from injuries, uh, you know, um, just everything, trainer, coach, all that, all that good stuff. I just want to know for you, uh, when you kind of, put your career into perspective, uh, what was maybe your most difficult but most satisfying milestone to this point? Um, the most difficult was having wrestling taken away from me with the car accident. Mm. Besides the car accident, um, I had an opportunity at WWE. I won't get into exact details about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I had an opportunity 
and it was a great opportunity. And then the opportunity got a little bit more and then it wasn't so great anymore. And so I went to Mexico instead, <laughs> but having that relationship with Hernandez and having him help me go there, that is what really got me in. And then, you know, creating my own family version of family down there. But like taking that and going, okay, well, this place isn't for me. I'm not okay with this place uh, or not now, not at this point, not at that time. It just, it wasn't the time or place for us at that time. Um, I had just left impact because I never got fired, nor did I quit. So yeah, I've heard the story. <laughs> I'm not talking about impact, by the way. Yeah. Um, I, or TNA. So TNA, I had finished school and I had graduated. And But to graduate, I had to do 320 hours of an internship. Okay. I graduated with a degree in radiation science. Oh. And I had to do 320 hours for free, Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. TNA taped on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and sometimes Sundays. Sunday ended up being Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, depending mm -hmm. on their pay-per-view or not. Um, so I was not able to show up to work. Mm -hmm. I had gotten my contract from Terry Taylor and I just held it, <laughs> sign it. And I just disappeared. I told Dutch Mantel, I got to go do my internship. He's like, okay, yeah. the thing legally is if I signed it and I didn't show up for work, I would get fired. Yeah, contract. Yeah. Exactly. So I was just like, well, afterwards I'll go back. I'll just show up and see what's going on. And I yeah. showed up and there were so many girls and I was like, <laughs> They're not using me right now. This is not even close to happening. I see it. I understand it. I'm sure if I would have talked to Gail, because Gail and I are friends, if yeah. I would have talked to Gail, probably something could have happened, but she wasn't in the booking position that she is now. She was still a very active wrestler. And so I just went, okay, well, I'll just go somewhere else. And then the somewhere else didn't work out. And, um, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't morally there for me. So I just chose not to go there. Yeah. And then the original opportunity was great. Steve Kern and Dr. Tom, amazing, <laughs> amazing people, yeah. uh, but somebody else not so amazing. And so I chose to go somewhere else. And when I chose to go somewhere else, that's when the opportunity of, actually at first I ran Wrestlelicious. So I ran Wrestlelicious and booked all my friends and we had a great time. And a lot of those friends are in a lot of other places now, which I'm so happy for them. And then mm -hmm. I went to Mexico. So mm -hmm. that kind of, you know, it sucked, but I don't really get too down about stuff like that. The worst one was definitely the car accident. That was the hardest, mm -hmm. um, physically. Mm -hmm. The other one stung a little bit. I was like, man, that was my opportunity, but I don't choose to do that. So it was, it was just kind of a thing, mm -hmm. but not anything that really hurt mm -hmm. because there's always options. There's yeah. so much wrestling. People don't understand. There's so much wrestling now. And it's yeah. everybody. Yeah. And I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling's definitely everywhere. It's almost like it's gone through a bit of a renaissance. Uh, but now that you're in a position uh, as a booker in your own company, uh, do you have uh, well, was, well, two questions with that. The first question would be, uh, what's a dream match, not just for you, but for the fans of Unified Championship Wrestling, uh, Unified Championship Entertainment? I is it something that you know that's going to absolutely win the crowd over? What would that match be? The second question would be, 
uh, if you could look back on looking back on things, did you think that you would end up in this place where you are right now? Not necessarily in Hawaii specifically or running your own company specifically, but was this the end of the five-year plan five years ago? Um, well, first I'll start with the one that I think the Hawaii fans will like the most, especially Hawaii wrestling fans. I think Hawaii wrestling fans um, generally like anybody I've ever brought in because they haven't really been exposed to women's wrestling. So mm-hmm. the match that I had, like, they, you know, there was a bunch of guy matches. It was a tournament. Uh, Jeff Cobb and a bunch of people were here, Austin Aries and everybody. But in the middle of the show, just to kind of give it a break from all the guys, I put my match with Sumi. And as, like, I had gone out before before intermission just to run and had some business. I had to do because I have to, like, I don't get to stop. Yeah. So I ran out real quick. And they didn't care if I was good or if I was bad, but they were just like, "Woo, girl!" <laughs> so I didn't go on mission or anything like that. When I came out, I knew I was gonna have to work hard. Yeah, that guy because they were just gonna be happy that girls were wrestling that day. And like by the end of it, little girls came up to me and said, "I didn't know girls could do this." Oh. And I was like, "Yes, you guys can too." Yeah, it was still in character and everything, but um. I thought that was a really important moment. Like they didn't understand that girls wrestled too, even yeah. though there's a lot more girls on TV now, but to uh-huh. see it in your face is different than just yep. watching it on TV. Yep. So yep. I had to definitely work really hard just to be a bad guy, but they were very excited. Then more wrestling fans. Emma actually showed up. She was actually just here on Island. And I said, and Emma, I helped her out a lot coming up. So she's, you know, I consider her one of my babies helping her out throughout the years a little bit here and a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, her at Shimmer with Lacey. Yeah. And so she was here and I was like, hey, you want to come and sell merchandise? I don't know if you have any, but if you do, like if you're in between shows or whatever, you, you're more than welcome to come and make some money. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take any money from her. It's not what it's about. It's not mm-hmm. what it's about is bringing her here. You want to make some money while you're on vacation. You yep. probably will do well at the show. And then in respect, she like put out a tweet and stuff. So we got some WWE fans as well, which was helpful. Yeah. Um, but I would say to the actual avid wrestling fan, they would probably like to see Tessa Blanchard and myself. Ah, some or, history there too as well. Because she is doing a lot. She is probably one of the biggest names of females on the circuit, besides, you know, uh, Becky Lynch, who I have wrestled before, um, Chick Fight. A long time ago. Uh, That's a long time ago. (laughs) I'm laughing. Um, Or uh, Taya Valkyrie as well. I think those two names that would be available to be able to wrestle here. Um, obviously anybody on WWE, they would love it, but they're, yeah, um, right. Emma, yeah. I think she would be a re- another good, I think those three would be the top that the wrestling fans here in Hawaii would want to see. Yeah. Because Emma had a massive line. Tenille had a massive line <laughs> going out the door for her and her autograph signing. So I think that tells me as a promoter. And as a woman's wrestler, because I see things from many different angles, not just yeah. promoter only. 
that like, that like I said, it. you've worn so many hats, so. Yeah, and I forgot what your other question was. <laughs> <laughs> but put it this no. way too, Brink, we need Lefisto. That needs to happen before she hangs it up uh, completely. One more time, just one more time. Uh, yeah, that would be great. My, my second question was, uh, if you were to make a five-year plan five years ago, did you see yourself as this being the end of it? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't feel like I have. <laughs> I don't think I make five-year plans. I think I just. <laughs> <make life. laughs> I don't think, all I ever focus on is just being a better person and being stronger. So, physically, I want to be stronger. I want to be a better person. I just want to perform well, and I just want to do well. I think I was saved to help people. So that's why I do a lot of community work as well and help a lot of people, whether it's wrestling training, whether it's training them online, whether it's training them in person, whether it's wrestling training or personal training. Uh, if I'm doing community service and I touch one person, whether no matter what I'm doing, if somebody just sees my YouTube video and goes, wow, that inspired me, I can move today. Like that's kind of my mission is just to be a better person and and live life like live it i've been i've been able to have it i was supposed to die probably a couple times yeah. and probably just living in mexico as a white girl <laughs> i you know again conversation for another day i have lived there anybody anybody we've had on this show has always had the funniest mexico stories ever and i think that we will be here for two hours if we talked about <laughs> it but i promise we have got to talk about it at some point like we need to know what was going down in AAA. <laughs> There's a lot of fun stories from that time. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that I've been spared to help people. And for some reason, I don't know what that is, but people do connect to me well. Even people that, you know, are especially, especially the people that are like the misfits or the people that are under, not understood or yeah. the wounded warriors, like, I've always been able to connect with them and communicate with them and help them in some aspect. Mm. So I think that's kind of, I don't really have a five-year plan. Other people in life generally have that, but I just kind of go with the flow. I definitely make sure I travel at least once a year. <laughs> that sounds, you've spoken like a true Hawaiian now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta travel. I gotta, I gotta go to the beach. I gotta, you know, meditate, help people work my butt off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I definitely don't have a five year plan. I just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. So let's 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 get into it. May twenty fifth, bonded by battle. This is gonna be Oos's sixth show, uh, which will be again May twenty fifth. Doors open up at six thirty Hawaiian time, uh uh obviously. Uh bill time seven thirty. This is gonna be in the Aloha Tower marketplace down in um Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, and we are here speaking with anybody that may have just tuned in. The Radiant Rain, she is your Kamana uh, Women's Champion, the first and only at this point, too. Um, also, too, I did a little bit of research. I didn't know what that word meant. It meant um, power of the ocean. And I knew for a while, I kept saying, like, I, I've, I've heard this name before. That's because I've been to that beach because it's, like, slightly south of, like, um, Waikiki, if I'm not mistaken, right? I and think there's, I think there's like a little spot on it called that. Oh, uh, yeah, Kaimana. Actually, I think you're referring to um, Diamond Head. Kaimana also means diamond. Oh, okay. I was one again. 
And then also that's our champion's name. Right. I saw that. Right. So, yeah. And again, like I said, everything has a, a sense of meaning and purpose, um, which, you know, anybody, again, st when you go to the website, I do a little bit of research. Um, you'll see that, um, again, everything has a, a deeper meaning to it. But let's talk about this upcoming event come May 25th. Um, so first of all, if you being a champ, um, because there is not a match card available, can you give us some um, details of uh, who we can be seeing on um, on this on this card, May 25th? Actually, I am wrestling my wrestling sister, one third of the international home wrecking crew, Jenna, Ooh. which has Ooh. never been done. Really, ne We've never pulled each other. <laughs> I would, I would have never guessed that. So uh, she's been for the last three months talking yeah. really crap to me online, <laughs> <laughs> trying to push my buttons. <laughs> and she does not know what it is like to wrestle me. To yeah. be she has never once been in the ring with me to wrestle me. She's only seen me wrestle other people. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a quick story, real quick. I'll leave certain girls' names out of it. But somebody had done a senton to her, threw their elbows out, and busted her in the face. Mm. Now her teeth went through her lip. Mm. So I had I stayed out and I was cutting promos at probably against Mercedes Martinez. And she goes to the back and she confronts the girl that had put her elbow on her face. And so in that process of speaking to her, she goes, well, at the end of the day, you're lucky that it was me and not Bonnie. Mm. <laughs> because she would beat your ass. <laughs> so I came to the back and I said, what happened? What did you do to her face? And you were lucky that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have that story and you've never wrestled me, but now you're going to wrestle me. She better watch out. I'm excited. Coming into your home turf, and again, you've been the only champion, um, and and um, obviously home field advantage already plays a part along with the experience. So um, it's and definitely going to be know each other inside and out. So she knows everything that I do, and I know everything that she does, which is everything that I do. Yeah, which is uh, going to be an uphill journey for her. On that note, um, who else will we be seeing on this card? What other match announcements may you be able to drop for us? ENA's original LAX, Hernandez and Homicide. Nice. So our tag team division is going to get a push. They're going to have to work hard. We got the Night Marchers. We've got High Voltage. We got a ladder match against Ooh. the Pineapple King Alecki versus the Unify Entertainment or Unify um, champion, Kaimana. So okay. that is going to be their first, first TLC in wrestling history as well. Nice. I hope that crowd's ready for homicide. I'm just going to just throw that out there. No, and they probably won't understand a word Jenna says. So yeah. it's going to be a lot of interesting dynamics <laughs> at the show. You get a little bit of England. You get a little bit of Mexican. You get a little bit of New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And um, do you have an idea when that is going to be on fight? Now, does it stream live on fight? Because uh, fight no, TV time change, we right. can't do that. And okay. then um, 
what we do is we immediately produce the show and then we send it to fight and then they put it as soon as we have it produced they put it wherever we can fit the time slot because they have other people that send it to them but right. normally they do it live or right. and they got already a you know that's why ours is the 19th it's been sent to them yeah we just got to wait until the time slot is available right. they give you to choose from and we'll you know we generally look for the earliest one right okay that yeah. makes sense yeah, um, but, but because of the time change we can't possibly everybody be sleeping <laughs> i mean it's only 1 30 in the morning people really? get up in new japan <laughs> yeah i mean if we could wake up at 2 a.m for wrestle kingdom i think yeah. i could stay up late what well, maybe maybe if we get a little more known but people are still getting to know us yeah, and you get you're bringing in attractive well, names. But... Anything, they're all like, "Can you? When are you bringing me to Hawaii?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be writing your messages right after this. Like, uh, you know, I'm available any day. <laughs> the thing is, they 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 don't realize some of the wrestlers don't realize that I'm the booker. Like, they just yeah. think that I work here. Yeah. They just think I'm working for the company, and not that I'm an owner. So a lot of times, I'll get, "Hey, can you?" Can you hook me up with Oost Wrestling? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me. Highlight videos. And it's like, oh, so you're going to send me all your best shit. No, I want to see your dirt. I want to <laughs> see your bad side. I want to see how bad you actually are if you're just sending me a highlight video. Like, that's, <laughs> who teaches these kids? No, you send a five to seven minute match. That's yeah. with entrance. Singles, because if you put a tag match and you're not going in to be a tag, yep. you'll have three other people to look at. Come on now, people know your shit. You don't send any of that stuff. You send who trained you, how long you've been wrestling, about <laughs> how many YouTube followers you have, idiot. I'm just <laughs> thanks. I'll let you know if I have a spot in the future for you, and then I'll take that and put that in a file somewhere else. Good, good thing YouTube don't lie. So anything you need, to look for us right on there. <laughs> so I know it's so much better these days than it was yep. when I came up. Yeah that but no i want to see a match i want to see a full match i want to see you start to finish i want to see you're good i want to see you're bad i want to see you're ugly and then i will decide if you're you know i'm gonna fly you in i've been doing this for 19 years as of october and i have a lot of friends and people that i'm gonna probably put first but if i think that you have got great potential and you've got a great attitude yeah yeah shit attitude i'm not bringing you in yeah so, i mean I don't care about that. It ain't happening. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine people, somebody coming out there and they're like, uh, they they they're putting on a front as if they're like one one type of person. They get out there and they're just trouble in the locker room, and it'd be that person versus the entire locker room since everyone else is pretty much family. Listen, I can't even imagine somebody being disrespectful or nasty to me in front of the Samoans. Like, there's not much success, but you mess with their Ohana. Woo! Yeah, we, we like we talked about them again in the show. They might throw you in a volcano. Just like we talked about in the beginning of the show, like your husband's going to take down the, uh, the older Asian ladies. So, so anyone, no one say. Actually, you know what, two, two, two things that we want to uh, we want to get scoops on really quick. Number one, so um, what's, what will be the next event? Do you have that already planned yet? We are looking at a new venue. So we're looking at a couple new venues and we're making a choice where the thing about Aloha Tower Marketplace, it's great, yeah. but it's outdoors. Right. So I people mean, 
rained on. There's a there is a trust that goes with, that we own a trust that goes over the ring. Yeah, right. I see. Ring. We can't protect necessarily the ramp. If you watch. Yeah. The very first show, when Sumi runs to the ring, she actually slides. Yeah. <laughs> because it started raining as yeah. soon as I entered the ring. Like, as soon as I was doing my entrance, I was like, oh, it's raining outside. Oops. <laughs> it was my fault. And then I watch her go to the ring, and I actually generally get scared because I see her surfing, like, on the metal. Like, and then she goes this, and I'm like, oh. Inside, I'm I'm having a heart attack, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, well, she's insured just in case everything happens. <laughs> she, she's all right. Okay, she gets in the ring now. I can fight her. <laughs> so, so just in translation, a rain in Hawaii lasts for about two minutes, and no, then it's over. Rest of the night. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's not Florida. Where it just rains for fifteen minutes and then dries up and all the lizards come out. I, I, every time I, well, my time when I was in Hawaii, I was out there for a week. It rained for like each day. It rained for like two minutes and then it was just gone. And that happens, the day that was normal. Frequently, that happens frequently. But I think it rained for the rest of the show, which was the end of the show, anyways. But it rained mm. for the rest of the show, and then by the time they start putting the ring away, it stopped. Yeah. yeah. By the time okay. the show was over, it stopped. So there was a few more matches. Aries got soaked. Alecky was completely soaked in his <laughs> just from sweat. <laughs> and, I remember and, uh, them right as I was about to enter and my hair just like immediately got wet. And I was like, okay, Hawaii. It's cool. <laughs> I see y'all here. I don't know if I'm going to get a ponytail. I'll throw this up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one other thing I want to ask too. Now, you guys running shows in Hawaii, um, traditional indie shows. We all kind of get the setup. You go into the bingo hall and merch tables around. Is your setup different? And the reason why I want to know is because, like, again, anything I've ever experienced out there is a lot really family-oriented. And then along with that, which I don't think we touched on at all, everyone's really crafty. Everyone can build, make, draw, or do something. So coming to uh, one of your shows, do you provide that whole experience? Um. The, the thing is that's a little different about us. We have, since it is outdoors, we have so much more room. Mm-hmm which is great that we can set up. Um, but yes, there's a lot of people that have different uh, tools in their toolbox that they can use. Um, now my uncle had built part some things for us as well, but we also hire people that we know to put them in the right spots and right places. Like I said, we, we own that trust. Um, the merch area we do a little different. We get everybody little, you know, life-size banners of themselves just i saw that yeah Yeah. it was pretty cool that for them and then all of a sudden you know after i did that i started seeing it at all japan pro wrestling i don't know where they got the idea from Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's okay ocean works there he probably gave them the idea (laughs) that's a great idea um you know they don't cost that much but to do a little bit extra for the wrestlers and for the fans to see is like, oh yeah, this is the merch area. We can tell because like that's their life. Those, oh, those are those people. Oh, that's their merchandise. So we just invested in not just the company, but the wrestlers as well. Um, but yeah, we definitely have, we definitely have a lot of people that do different things. And even some of our students can help, you know, with cameras and this and that we do hire people, but we do have, everybody has their own little niche. Yeah. And so we're able to help um, and they're able to help certain areas. Um, also, 
like one of our guys, he's really well known in the community. So he kind of just hooks us up or introduces us to people here and there. Yeah. And whether we're just saying hi or whether it's a connection for us, it's great. So everybody's been able to help. Nice. And they are willing to here, not just go in business just for themselves. Nice. And I, I use all my stuff and I, I like I have a wrestling group and I have a fitness group that I run as well. In the wrestling group is my, you know, our group. So anything that I have, like whether it's a mask or a gear, y Yolanda, the gear maker, the designer, mm -hmm. she put her picture in there the other day and her contact information. Uh, Miss Sandra's too busy to help any of them out, but I, you know, put different gear people in there. So we all just try to help each other and try to grow as much as we can as a company, not just as I'm the booker, I'm the promoter. They're trying to make it better for us as well. Yeah, they want us to stay around because this is the best that they've had it in a really long time. Yeah, before that, it was like once every three months, maybe. Yeah, and it was definitely like just a place, not jazzed up, no curtains, no setup, no nothing. Yeah, just you walk out of a door. Yeah, you don't nice. feel like a superstar, you know. Yeah, you I've I've seen you take people on media tours too. You went to Rare Station and all that. Yeah, we, we wanna we want everybody to feel like a superstar. Now it is Hawaii, so people have to have a couple jobs because it is expensive here. Yeah. And that's why everybody works so hard. Yeah. But their work ethic and their family ethic is really strong here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we totally come to the conclusion of the show. Jamal, did you have anything you want to add real quick before I get us to the end? No, I think uh, we kind of touched on everything that I wanted to get to. The only thing that I want to say is um so when can we, I mean, when will you, when do you expect to announce your next bundle of shows? Uh, you announced the slate for half of the year and now we're here in the end of May uh, because I'm trying to come out that way closer to December okay. when it's 14 degrees out here. Yeah, as you should. And let me know when you come, we'll take good care of you. Um, but uh, I think by, I would say no later than mid June. Okay. Yeah. So we're taking June off. Well, we're taking June off and we're not taking June off. <laughs> so we're taking June off and um, we're having a student show at this ESPN. They have this kind of big festival. All these festivals that are done here, that's where everybody just goes to because there's not much that happens on the island. So you want to do everything that the community is doing and, mm -hmm. or within reason. And the community does this ESPN event. So we're going to use it for our students and I'm gonna help them grow. I'm not gonna wrestle on it. I'm not gonna take from them, but I am gonna age in all of them to get the best from them that I possibly can. And it'll give my body a break for a month, kind of. Yeah. And uh, then we're doing the rodeo. So we did that. That was our very first event when we first moved here as Oots. We went to the rodeo and we just handed out flyers for our very first show in December. And we just met the people. Um, we let everybody bring merchandise that they had it and offered them to be able to sell but we just went out and met the community and had fun we we played we did we didn't we don't wrestle or anything at the rodeo because that would be too damaging to our outfits uh, <laughs> just destroy them and everything that we purchase and ship to this island the shipping is killer and you know we did some fun things with the kids so we'll be doing that in june as well so technically we're off but we're we're still not. working but still working yeah yeah um, and I, I'm surprised Jamal didn't ask this yet, but this is definitely my last and final question for tonight. <laughs> now, 
there is a particular movie that's coming out called Hobbs and Shaw. Are you familiar with this? No. So it's a Fast and the Furious uh, spinoff featuring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham. And in the movie, um, uh, the bad guys come looking for uh, The Rock and uh, and oh, Hobbs and Shaw, The Rock and Jason Statham. And uh, The Rock character, who is Hobbs, says he needs to go back home to get his family. So you see him go back um, to uh, to what looks to be a village in possibly Hawaii. Uh, with a ton of uh, Samoan slash Polynesian uh, people behind him, and um, Roman Reigns is also back there in the crowd. And I would just be curious because your your husband's family runs really deep, and I thought there may be a chance that there may be a, other relatives that may have been making their uh, bit screen debut there. Because again, it's over thirty or forty people in this big fight scene that looks like it's going to happen. So just was curious was uh, okay, you so I know about what you're talking about now. So, honestly, I think it was our second show because that's when we had Appa Jr. here. So, mm-hmm. Appa, Alecki, and um, Joe, Joe Morocco, had gone over there to Kauai, which is another island, right. to see The Rock and Joe. So, Joe was the only one that they actually saw because The Rock was too busy but they, they hung out with him all night, supported him through the time that he was going through, and obviously he's doing better now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they went to just check on him as family. They weren't in the movie or anything like that, but when the opportunity was the family taking care of family, so they just flew over there. Um, they just wanted to spend some time with him. They didn't yeah. see him in a while, and they just wanted to check on him, see how he's doing, and say, hi, because you're close. Yeah, so, right. Um, we paid for office flight to go over there and you know Alecki's obviously and they went and just hung out with them overnight um which i took care of like everything while they were gone for them it was a lot of work but yeah it, it needed to be done and then like you know just respectfully gave him like some of our t-shirts and then he wore one of them on wwe's yeah one of their uh things that they did on him yeah, nice. I actually saw that actually the documentary about the uh, yeah, that's the, 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 they were over there filming, but yeah. they weren't in the movie, but they did go say hi. I see, I see, that's awesome too. And I thought that was really special that they did go, they decided to legitimately go back and uh and, and encompass the authenticity of that scene. So that was cool, yeah. But I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if there's any chance, but that's still cool. Um Anyway, well, that's it for the show for tonight. Um, definitely give you an opportunity to plug all your social media businesses and all that other good stuff. And and then again, we'll plug the, the um the upcoming show one more time before we get out of here. All right. You can head over to oosewrestling.com and check out our website. You can go to bmaxfitness.com and check out all that I have available for everybody, whether it's fitness or merchandise as well. Um, my Instagram is bmaxfitness. We have Oost Wrestling Instagram. We have Oost Wrestling, I think it's Oost Wrestling 1, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And my personal Twitter is Radiant underscore Rain. That's right. And again, um, you have Bonded by Battle, May 25th, which is going to be in Honolulu, Hawaii, where doors open up at 6.30, bell times at 7.30. Keep your eyes locked on uh, Fight TV when it will be de- debuting on air. And you can actually set your um, preference on Fight TV tv to get all the updates on upcoming wrestling shows and stuff like that so you'll just get automatically get the update 
uh, when and it's going to be available. For the last in the Game of Thrones theme one, the show has no name, it will be airing this In two Sunday. days. That's right. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Rain, for kicking it with us for the night, getting so much information. I knew we had tons to talk about, so we really appreciate your time. <laughs> I'm long-winded. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <you're... laughs> and everybody that's listening and uh, checked us out tonight, we appreciate it as always. And again, we will catch you guys next week with another episode. Thanks for yep. listening in. Thanks for having yep. me.